2: New episodes every week wherever you get your podcasts. Search for The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.
3: Hello everyone, Neil here. A quick message before we get to today's game. Just wanted to send a very big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and also just all of our listeners for a wonderful 2019. This is a New Year's Eve episode and we are inching our way to a brand new decade of 2020. And as some of you might have seen in the crop, some of our Patreon supporters posted pictures of our thank you postcard that we sent. And on that postcard is actually a percentage off coupon for our merchandise store over at Inked and Screened. We figured it's the end of the year, it's the end of the decade, and the beginning of a new year, beginning of 2020. Let's just open up that percentage off coupon to everyone as a thank you. So please go to inkedandscreened.com or on our website at trivialitypodcast.com and click merchandise. And once you get to inked and screened, feel free to take 25% off all of our merchandise by using the code THANKS. That's T-H-A-N-K-S, all in caps, THANKS. This is our way of thanking you for supporting the show, for making 2019 our best year yet and for uh, bringing us into the new year and the new decade of 2020 to make hopefully that year our best year yet. So thank you very, very much to everyone who supports the show, who listens. Uh, We really, really appreciate it, and uh, we couldn't think of a better group of people to spend the end of the decade with than you. Thank you very much, and enjoy today's episode of Triviality.
4: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality.
2: The cream of the crop!
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and in the studio today, I'm joined by Jeff. How are you, Jeff?
4: I'm
5: doing
3: very well. How are you, Neil? Doing well. And Ken, how are you?
5: Always second place. Uh Oh.
3: Well, always, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and Matt, you're over here in uh, LA. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm, I'm excited I always get a special introduction on these episodes now because I'm not sitting across from
3: you. I know. And next week, I'm going to be in you. Or in, I mean in your apartment. <laughs> in your apartment. Yeah, you are no longer welcome. So you know. <laughs> the door will be locked. I'm just really excited because Jeff and I were just talking beforehand. Uh, first of all, Jeff is now drinking coffee, which makes me giddy like a little schoolboy. Because uh, I can expose you to many different beans. Today you're drinking a Love Supreme by Dark Matter, our sponsor for today. <laughs> no. It's not. We hope they are. We yeah. have to reach out to Dark Matter. We'll send an email. Yeah, um, but uh, you're into coffee, and we were talking about Disney Plus. So I was watching Brink the other day. I was watching The Rocketeer, and I watched Willow with Val Kilmer. Get out of here! Guys have too much time on your hands.
0: <laughs> you went for you went for all the classics right away. Right away. I didn't.
3: I don't care about any of the original didn't series. Didn't watch Xenon. I did not watch Xenon. That's a shame. We did watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, though, Colleen and I, so <laughs> uh, that's a crazy title. But um, what's even more interesting than Disney Plus uh, is our, our guest host today, who we've had on, I think, twice, uh, and they've both been uh, amazing uh, guest appearances, but uh, you may know him from uh, Smarty Pants Monthly, and that's Paul Paquette. How's it going, Paul?
1: Going very well. How are you guys?
3: Doing well. Uh, so, for people who don't know uh, who you are and, and what you're doing, I uh, want you to give us a little a little background.
1: Yeah, well, I'll talk about the uh, Smarty Pants. It's it's a monthly written quiz. You pay what you want. You can sign up for it at TriviaHallOfFame.com. There's a Smarty Pants link there, and it's meant to be fun, entertaining questions. Uh, it's, it's, it's 100 of them a week, and we list the top scorers. And it's just you know a good good time. Nice. And it's pay what you want.
3: Well, we we saw some of the questions on our last episode, uh, and they were great and uh, really well written. A lot of funny uh, Easter eggs in there and twists jokes. And twists and turns. Twists and turns. And you also just said you did a charity event uh, the other night.
1: Yeah, this was actually a big deal. It's, in Ottawa, it's called World Tribune Night. Uh, despite the name, it's just an Ottawa thing. But we got like 1,500, 2,000 people come out. Helps raise money for the foster ki- foster kids in Ottawa. And I've been doing that now for about 25 years. So it's uh, it was it's quite the night. A lot of fun. Is there
3: a website people can go to to donate uh, when it's not going on?
1: Uh, I, I I believe if you Google World Trivia Night, it'll it'll take you to that directly, I believe. Wonderful.
4: That's I'm glad great. Canada claims a world thing since we have baseball.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Paul,
3: I believe you said that you're going to be attending uh, Sporkle's Trivia Con in Vegas. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm doing the opening quiz, the opening written quiz, which is in the sort of smarty pants monthly format, actually.
3: Oh, well, great. Well, that's a wonderful Gosh. segue.
1: Who else is going to be at
3: TriviaCon? <laughs> I well, wonder. <laughs> I think Matt's going to be at TriviaCon, and I think Jeff's going to be at TriviaCon. Ken and I are still on the fence. I'm going to be at the craps table. Yeah, Ken will be at the craps table, and uh, so Matt will be at roulette.
4: Hemorrhaging his money to the house. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but no, we're going to be there. We're going to be at TriviaCon. If you go to the website, I'm, we're pretty sure it should be up there by now. You'll see that we're hosting uh, a game in our normal format, but it's going to be a little bit different in that anyone who shows up is going to be playing solo with the game, and there's going to be a uh, prize package for the winner, uh, second and third prize uh, from sort of our own pool of of uh, products, and uh, yeah, you get to hang out. Uh, we're Michael excited. Scott
4: says I like to call it TBD.
3: TBD, yeah. Still figuring things out. Uh, there's going to be a, a Feats of Strength, a uh, uh, an arm wrestling competition. Uh, we're, we're not sure really, but um, there's going to be a couple things in there. <laughs> Back Tattoo Runway. Back Tattoo Runway, that's right. Uh, yeah, I'm is that gonna, where I... I do a catwalk, but on Neil's back tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> We should just have a tattoo artist there, and if you want a tattoo of our logo, it's it's free. But we'll see. I don't know who would actually want that, but uh, anyway. Um, so we're going to do two on two, and uh, Ken and I are going to be a team. We'll figure out our uh, team I name. like
5: your shirt. It's uh, it's a bat uh, dressed up as Batman and a Robin dressed up as Robin. Yeah. So uh, since uh, you and some of our friends call me
3: Rat as a nickname, how about we're a Ratman? Ooh, Ratman. I like that we're rat man so jeff you're gonna be with matt what do you guys think
4: i don't know what's on your shirt jeff i i can't see it <laughs> well come on take a guess my shirt is always a monocolor.
3: <laughs> it's like greenish
5: blue sort of thing evergreen
4: i kind of had a good name how about you guys are just evergreen
3: that's fair
5: since it's matt matt still looks exactly like he looked in high school too
3: so he's evergreen too Oh, that was nice <laughs> where, where are those bangs though yeah <laughs> Well, he's still got the eyeliner, though. At least he's rocking that. So, since it's two-on-two, we got to do a wager, and um, we're kind of thinking of a few different things, but uh, Jeff came up with a good one.
4: What what do you think, Jeff?
5: Celebrity slam poetry, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing.
4: So, what what is that, Jeff? Can you explain it? Yeah. So, basically, we're going to do famous poem passage readings, but as celebrity impersonations.
3: Yep. So, the losing team will be doing that. We'll record it, and uh, we'll probably just release it, um, I guess, to everyone.
4: And to make it yeah. more painful, we're also not going to tell you whose voice we're doing, especially if it's Matt and myself, and it will be excruciating. Yes.
3: So that should be good. Um, But let's see who has uh, his best uh, celebrity impersonation voice. Let's see how the rules guy does Gilbert Gottfried. The rules of the game are simple.
4: 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After
1: regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager zero to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end
4: of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop yeah
2: no i'm living in a nightmare and i am the cream
5: <laughs> you would almost think that was the real gilbert godfrey he did such a good impression
3: it's so close he's the frank caliendo of gilbert godfrey <laughs>
5: yeah so that was not the gilbert godfrey reading that was the rules guy doing, doing gilbert, gilbert godfrey <laughs> right <yeah. laughs> that's crazy
3: uh well paul um feel free to uh take the reins here and we're excited to uh get a little taste of smarty pants monthly
1: yeah, me too. I realized last time I came on, I'm used to doing pub trivia, where I control the room by the power of my voice. And I was listening to the last podcast, and I'm screaming at you for the whole time. <laughs> so, But that was the Chainsaw episode, so it was probably just, as well, that was the case. Exactly. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's get our uh, feet wet with a somewhat easy one, I think. Each installment of what horror movie series usually begins by explaining why Jason isn't really dead, and ends with him dying, like, totally for real this time.
4: Okay, we're good. We're good over
0: here? Uh, these are the ones that get mixed up. This is Halloween, right? Is this? Uh,
4: Could be. What What was the... I, I missed part of that. Jason?
0: Yeah. Which one's Jason in?
4: Uh, it could be Halloween.
0: Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I thought you would know. I don't. I don't really watch horror movies. It's Halloween or the uh, Friday the 13th
4: Oh, series. Could be Friday the 13th.
0: Mm, this is painful for Neil and Ken to listen to. I'm sure. Probably, but
4: I don't it's care. It's pretty painful. Can you
5: name the other one?
0: Michael Myers. So which is which? Yeah, baby. <laughs> 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 just a just a sneak preview of the impressions you'll get. Uh, I'm getting an impression that I don't want to do when this. Let me and
5: Neil inevitably lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's go. I guess Halloween because you don't seem to have any idea. He's drinking. He gave up. Okay,
3: we're lucky with Halloween. Yeah, uh, we went with uh, Friday the 13th.
1: Yeah, Halloween is Michael Myers. It's Friday, mm. So it is Friday the 13th. We'll move on to number two. In 2019, JP Morgan launched a Volfefe index, that's V O L F E F E, to track market volatility for U.S. Treasury bonds caused by whose tweets?
4: Yeah, we're locked
3: in, Matt. So I'm guessing if it's bowl fefe, we're thinking of Kofefe. Yeah. So Which is I
4: just had a cup of Kofefe here.
3: Ah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I guess we so go That's a that's a Trumpster.
1: Yeah.
4: It's uh it's because it's the volatility right, right. of the Kofefe index, basically. Yeah. Uh we said Donald Trump.
1: It is Donald Trump. Uh, number three. In oh nine, a Taiwanese cane artist built a big green house. That looks just like little plastic ones that come with what board game? Mm.
3: Oh, wait. Um, I have two guesses, Ken. And Maybe I don't know. It, I think it's the second one that you wrote. Okay. I don't, with I, don't,
5: I don't think the other one has that. Yeah. Okay. We're locked in.
4: This is Monopoly, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. When I think of little plastic greenhouses, Monopoly is the first thing that comes to mind.
0: Is there a second thing that comes to mind? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but not, Monopoly it is. All right.
5: In. We're going to lock in Monopoly. Yeah, we said the same. We were thinking about uh, the Game of Life. Maybe that has houses, but uh, uh, we, we we're we too young to have played life yeah. significantly. <laughs> so, we, we haven't mastered life yet. Monop- like all the little Monopoly. pieces in
4: that are like little white plastic pieces. Oh, okay. but I could are remember. they? Okay. Yeah. Monopoly.
1: Yeah, I'm considerably older than you guys, and I've never played the Game of Life either. So there you go. Uh, it is definitely Monopoly, though.
5: Is that, is, that, is that a correct perception that it's like older people
1: are a little more familiar with life i think so in both senses the board game and the thing itself
4: i was gonna say that would make sense
1: <laughs> a little you know, older a little wiser
0: they should like update it where you just get crippling debt at the beginning of it and you never get out <laughs> you just try to get out
4: you just you just
0: never get out
5: it never have <laughs> the happens.
4: millennial edition the you best n- you can n- hope for is you stably make your um payments in your apartment every month
3: you never retire you leave
4: your <laughs> your children with debt
3: yeah. yeah, I'd like to. They have that spinner on the game of life that whatever, and I for a Patreon, maybe one day I'll just take a whole week and I'll just rule my life by the spinner and see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they can have every fourth round a boomer coming on trying to ask you why you're not have your own house yet. <laughs> uh, so number four, what is the only movie on IMDb that can get a ranking of eleven, which is one better than ten? In it,
4: you are good? Oh yeah, we're we're good over here. Yeah, definitely, yeah, Matt. Uh, this is Spinal Tap but it goes
3: to 11. <laughs> yeah, we went with Spinal Tap.
1: Yeah. Now, we, uh, there's a debate about whether you can get away with just calling a Spinal Tap or whether you have to call it, this is this Spinal is, Tap. This,
3: this is, tap. is Spinal Tap, official answer. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. Yeah, but I'm going to give it to you either way. Just my thank my you.
5: favorite moment of that movie is when the Stonehenge drops from the from the stage
3: ceiling. That That is a good moment. If if you haven't seen the movie, there's a great clip. You can just find the clip of them talking about jazz. And how and how it's not music and it's really funny.
1: And Billy Crystal has a tiny part in it as a mime, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's correct. Is yeah, s- is it
4: Sex Farm? What's the What's the Sex song? Farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah Rob Reiner. is so good. We will do number five. What is the most heavily populated country to have never won a medal at the Winter Olympics?
0: Hmm.
4: Oh, really? I think so. Okay, that's All interesting. We're gonna lock in. Hmm
0: so we think it'd be probably a warm weather country right
4: yeah so i'm pretty sure china i would guess china's one one they're the most populated oh, yeah. country um no, no, number two is india how do you feel about india what do they play like a lot of cricket right <laughs> that that's a big sport for them yeah
1: and just a reminder we are talking specifically about the winter olympics
3: right yeah. sorry bryden i feel like we just apologize to bryden anytime cricket comes up and I, I understand cricket now are oh, you do? yeah
4: yeah because he watched a 20 minute vox piece yeah. um the only cricket I now know. I know everything <laughs> about
5: cricket. There is
3: the only thing I know about cricket is uh, that Will Smith used it in Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that you could say cricket.
4: Can, you can try and figure out temperature with them. Um, India is possible. After that, it's the United States for population. They've definitely won. Four would be Brazil, which is possible. Um, and I would guess by the time you get to number five, which if I'm not mistaken is Indonesia. I don't think Indonesia is one, so I'm I'm happy to go with with. You think India, maybe? I mean, that's that's pretty high up there, but it's entirely plausible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a big country that you'd think that somebody from there would have won medal in something.
4: I mean, it's possible it's China, and I'm wrong, too, but um, I would guess maybe India. Yeah, let's go India. Okay.
5: Yeah, we're going a little further down the list. Uh, I remember Bangladesh being a sneaky, like highly populated
1: country, so we're going Bangladesh. It's actually India. Oh, Ooh, good job.
5: All
1: right. I- India underperforms the Olympics generally, actually. Nice. Uh, this ties our game up, by the way, by my count. I think we're at, uh, oh, and the question is this time, every question is worth 1,000 points. All right, 4,000 yes. to 4,000. <laughs> it's 4,000 to 4,000. It's going to be the highest scoring oh, game ever. Oh, that's great.
3: You just gave us a, a score update for us. That's, on, that's wonderful. Uh, and speaking of that being question five, we've gotten a lot of question five uh, submissions lately. So thank you guys for sending those in and for sending ones that normally we wouldn't write. There's a nice science one someone sent to me. Uh, and, uh, Keep I won't, them coming. Yeah, I won't name them now. I'll name it on the game, but uh, I appreciate you sending those. Eventually, we'll host games again, and then we'll start getting those out for you guys. Yes.
1: Uh, Number six, this is actually a question about your neck of the woods. Rich Whitney was the Green Party candidate for governor of Illinois. Unfortunately, there was a typo in his name in 23 wards, about half of which were mostly African-American areas. How exactly did his name appear in those wards? And by the way, he did definitely lose. So, Rich Whitney, Green Party candidate, governor of Illinois. Let's lock in.
4: You
3: know, okay. I'm not too
1: sure.
4: I'm guessing it's Rich Whitey.
1: Oh, yeah,
4: <laughs> that would make sense.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we'll go with. A very popular, popular candidate usually wins. Rich Whitey. <laughs>
5: we said the same.
1: Yeah, for the first time, Rich Whitey did not win in, in, in an election in the U.S. Oh.
3: A different Rich Whitey won. Yes. That sounds like a Dave Chappelle skit. That'd be a really good, good skit there.
1: Number six They put a statue of me In LA's Chinatown Which makes sense There's also a statue of me in Hong Kong Which also makes sense But weirdly The first ever statue of me Went up in Mostar, Bosnia Which makes a lot less sense Who am I?
3: Whatever you think, Neil Okay, I just have a random guess here But what do you think about this? Oh, sure Okay. Alright, we're locked in
4: what do you think, Matt? I think
0: that this is probably like eight minutes for me, and I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know where the statue is. I think I'm thinking Jackie Chan. That was my gut. Very popular, you know, in movies and that kind of stuff.
4: I would feel like he would have the international appeal, right?
0: Yeah, Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee.
4: Yeah, that was that was the other one that was creeping in on me.
0: And Bruce Lee would be a reference to the show. And sometimes people throw those in. What connection would, would Jackie Chan have to Bosnia?
4: No, and I think that's sort of the the deal there. Um, so maybe just being a film icon is enough. Do you want to go? Do you want to go, Chan or Lee? What do we got? I mean, I I first thought Chan, so I'm not, I'm a little All right. biased towards Jackie
0: that. Jackie Chan. It is okay.
4: We could be way off. I'm pretty
3: sure there's a statue of Bruce Lee by his grave in Hong Kong, and I know there's one in L.A and I just don't know about Bosnia, but I, that was just kind of where my head was at.
1: It is Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah that coin flip killed you.
3: Yeah, killed us on the first <laughs> one, too. Cost you a
5: thousand points. I know.
1: Yeah, oh, well, I was never... actually in Mostar, and I thought we were trying to find the Bruce Lee statue, but it was the other side of town, and I didn't feel like a walk, so
3: To see those bronze abs, you didn't
1: want to take a little walk?
3: <laughs> He's actually so fast that you can't see his statue, because wow. it's, it's never in one place.
1: There we go. Uh, number eight. Basketball player Andrei Kirilenko was from the same part of Russia as Mikhail Koleshnikov. So naturally, what number did Kirilenko wear?
0: (laughs) Funny story. I actually met him two weeks ago. Oh. (laughs) He was was in my popular coffee chain in my new location.
3: And uh, what happened there? What did he order? All right. So they're locked in.
0: He just ordered a large coffee for a large man.
3: Uh, so Kurelenko so, and who's so you know? I
5: believe uh, Koleshnikov refers to uh, the uh, AK forty seven. Oh oh That's yes, the event or the creator of the AK forty seven. You're right. So let's say uh, forty seven.
0: That works for me. Yeah, Andre Kurelenko AK. He went by, you know, Andre or AK forty seven was his nickname. It's forty seven.
5: Wow, I got a basketball question right, kind of.
1: But yeah, <laughs> it is forty seven. Nice. We're going to do number nine. Patagonia gigas is a giant species of what bird, despite being just eight inches long and weighing only two thirds of an ounce?
5: Patagonia gigas?
1: Yeah, so that'd be P A T A G O N A. And the second word is G I G A S. And what were the dimensions again, please? Uh, eight inches long and weighing only two thirds of an ounce. It's a giant species of what bird.
3: I thought for a, a moment it was like a bird, you know, in the uh, Patagonia line of clothing. I, ha- I
5: have like a really good idea on this. Okay. Uh, after a little bit of discussion on our end, we're going to lock in.
4: All right, Jeff, what are you thinking? Thinking of the the dimensions. I'm thinking of birds that are like super light. Most birds are super light, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have to be. That's how. Otherwise, you wouldn't get off the ground. Maybe like a giant hummingbird. I'm trying to think of like.
0: Hummingbirds are very small. Right. So that would make sense. Maybe like a swallow. Aren't those tiny?
4: Um, uh, maybe
0: woodpeckers. No, woodpeckers get pretty big.
4: I mean, it could be any of the above. I just don't know. I enough think Woody about birds. woodpecker was 9 inches. Okay. <laughs> Thank
3: you for the reference point. Woody
4: woodpecker's head
3: got pretty big for being a celebrity. Yeah. I kind of like
0: hummingbird. Okay. Yeah, I I don't have a good guess. So, that's they're all very, I got. They're very tiny. We can put hummingbird.
5: Okay. So we were thinking about what uh, Darwin was studying on the Galapagos. So what was it? Sparrows? Finches? I can't remember.
3: I can't remember either. I mean, we talked about hummingbird, but we thought it was too big for that. Uh, sparrow is what you said. I What I,
5: was the what was the species that he was...
3: Was it Darwin's finches?
5: No, it was sparrows, right? I think. I can't remember. All right, we're going to lock in with sparrows.
0: I thought it was canaries. Maybe not. I don't know.
1: It is a giant hummingbird. Oh, my
0: God. oh, wow.
1: You know, one funny thing about hosting this is that when I listen to it, when I listen to your show, I'm yelling at the show all the time. So I have to remember no, don't say it out loud. <laughs> you can actually hear me this time. That's a, um, no,
4: it's, it's finches for Darwin oh, oh, finches. Okay.
3: Uh, yeah, it's Darwin finches. Paul, that, that'd that be an interesting dynamic. If there is a question where we're not getting at, you should just yell at us and see if it helps or not.
4: <laughs> do not. Don't give anything away. Just start shouting. Yeah, just shout.
1: How do you not know this?
5: So I think it's seven thousand points to seven thousand points with one left in the round. so let's uh, let's find out who will uh, exit this round on top.
1: We return to Chicago for this one. Chicago's life gem turns it to diamonds. Celestus sends it to space. Celebrate life will mix it into fireworks. Eternally yours will add it to artwork. What would it be?
4: We're good, Matt. Okay.
3: They probably take your ashes and they put it into a diamond. They take your ashes, put it oh, in artwork. Oh, I see. Because I, I know someone got their ashes turned into fireworks. I, I think that's what it is. Okay. Uh, and I guess, I don't know if it would be how specific, but human ashes. That's, uh, I think
5: ashes is specific enough.
4: Yeah, I have vaguely thought about sending my remains to space. So, we said <laughs> human, remains. human
1: remains, ashes. It, it is definitely your cremated remains. Yes. Yeah.
5: All right. So after that round, we're uh, tied up at 8,000 points.
1: Love it. Uh, so, do we move, shall we move straight to the uh, swing round? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.
3: Why not? What do you got for us today?
1: Well, this is something I sent in to uh, the other podcast, a trivia work for people that I don't think they ever used. So, we will use it here. The category is Were they born in Australia? I will give you 10 celebrities. You tell me if they were born in Australia. Okay. So they are Iggy Azalea. Russell Crowe, Mel Gibson, Nicole Kidman, Olivia Newton-John, Guy Pearce, Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron, Keith Urban, and Naomi Watts. And it's were they born in Australia, so not if they're Australian citizens or not.
5: That's super tricky. Yep. (laughs) Well, we will uh, break apart, discuss, and uh, come back with our answers.
3: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the
2: Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more, And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As we talk over these answers,
3: I just wanted to give a shout-out to The Crop. Uh, it's kind of funny. you know. I think we started The Crop uh, on episode 50, and right now we're almost at 800 members, which is pretty crazy. And we really appreciate uh, all of you posting in there. You know, we'll have, uh, you know, sometimes we'll have quizzes from people like Aaron Barclay. I love all the references uh, you all make to the show, the pictures of Macho Man or or other references to specific episodes. Uh, Paul McLaughlin does a lot of those as well, which is always fun. Seeing you guys out at Trivia wearing our T-shirt, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And uh, one of our uh, Patreon supporters, Tony Rask, uh, recently posted in there. Um, uh, to host some late on me's but more importantly she actually started a learned league run- uh, rundle so thank you very much for doing that Tony whatever that means yeah whatever that means uh, we know there's a campaign to get us on learned league um, not sure what it's going to take but uh, we're still holding out we're just kind of on the outside oh, you know me Neil. Well, once I can Money. quit my
5: my real job then I have time for a learned league and stuff like that so.
3: yes I feel like you have to be smart to be on learned league so we're just gonna we're gonna not apparently there are lower levels it. of that but I don't know what that entails if it's just simple math mathematics maybe we'll do do it
1: i think it all do fine in our league
3: oh well thank you thank you paul uh well yes, yeah, so thank you tony for starting that rundle and for all of you in the rundle we support you we love you uh we're cheering for you all equally from uh, the wings from the wings all right paul so let's uh let's get back to these uh these questions here
1: all right well you're gonna kill me but only two of these are actually born in australia <laughs>
5: oh my god
1: so number one iggy azalea uh right uh we we said yes
4: mm-hmm. we too said yes
1: You're both right. Uh, She was born Amethyst Kelly in Sydney, and she did the porn star name thing. So Iggy was her childhood pet, and she was on Azalea Street in Sydney. Uh, Russell Crowe. Creative genius.
5: (laughs) Uh, Russell Crowe, we said uh, yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Also said yes.
3: He
1: was born in New Zealand. I
3: I had an inkling because he's a huge rugby fan, and I couldn't remember if he was an all-black supporter or an Australian rugby, because he owns a rugby team. Mm Uh, of course he does yeah and he was in a 30 odd foot 30 odd foot of grunts that was his band name anyway
1: (laughs) what about mel gibson
3: this one i knew for sure uh he was born in new york city i wanted to say it like that old commercial new york York city City. but uh, i believe yes i believe he was born in new york
0: uh we thought maybe he was born in australia so we said yes
1: he was from Peekskill, new york Mm. his father won a bunch of money on Jeopardy and moved them to Australia because he was part of some Catholic cult thingy and uh, thought things were going to hell in the U.S. We moved everybody to, to Australia.
5: That explains a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't it? But uh, Mel Gibson is interesting because he's got one of those classic like Australian names, you
3: know? Yeah, Don't he you does. Think? Yeah. It's so funny that he was born in New York, goes to Australia. It's plays...
5: something I can't really put my finger on, like what it is about yeah. the Australian names, but... You, you know, it's there,
3: right? I think I think I know what you're saying. It's mostly English right? Brydon. names. Bryden, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bryden has a very Australian name. Uh Yeah. Coverdale, you know. <laughs> I, I really want to be an announcer. It's mostly just... the Bryden. Yeah, Bryden, yeah. can I just be your announcer? Everywhere you go, I just walk in first and I go, introducing Bryden Coverdale. You're really doing like a New Zealand, I think. I, I'm, I'm in between. I live in Tasmania. <laughs> huh.
1: How about Nicole Kidman?
3: Uh yeah we just thought maybe she was she's in the movie Australia but yeah I don't know we said yes
0: yeah that's pretty much our reasoning too for saying yes
1: Nicole Kidman was born in Honolulu mm. wow on vacation or
3: yeah is she a dual citizen where's her paperwork I'm curious you know it's the weirdest thing I was you know at...
1: people from Honolulu you got to question where they're born I think <laughs> pass. <laughs> Uh, we're going to see about Olivia Newton-John.
3: Uh, yeah, we were hoping that she was hopelessly devoted to uh, Australia. I was to <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, let's get physical here and put our pen to paper. We said that she was from Australia.
4: Uh, we thought maybe this one was a trap, and we said no.
1: She was born in the UK,
4: yeah.
1: uh, where her grandfather won a Nobel Prize, in fact.
3: Oh, which we, which we learned yesterday is made of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know.
1: Huh uh guy pierce
3: he said yeah yeah he's got a he's got written on his arm to remind him
1: (laughs) oh
0: we didn't know uh we figured some of these had to be no's and we turns out a lot of them had to be no's but we said no here
1: he was born in the united kingdom Mm -hmm. hey exactly what i thought (laughs) (laughs) how about margot robbie we said yes we said no Uh, this is a yes. This is the other one who's from Australia. She's from some rural community in middle of nowhere in Queensland Uh, Charlize Theron That's a no.
4: Yeah, we knew she was from South Africa. So on the strength of that we said no
1: Yeah, Charlize Theron is the only one of these who's not Australian in any way at all. She's definitely South African Keith Urban
5: so this was a tricky one too. We think uh, he's well known for being Australian, but he's actually a New Zealander, right?
3: Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. He's he's from New Zealand. And, and we said
0: we said yes, and we were wrong.
5: That
1: is correct. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just gloss over that. reference. <laughs> and finally, uh, Naomi Watts.
5: So we said yes, but uh, mathematically it must be no.
4: Yeah, same boat.
1: Mathematically, it is no,
0: she is from the
5: United
4: Kingdom. 500 points a piece. How did we work this? Yeah, 500. These were
0: actually just five points.
5: Five, 5,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like that way better.
5: All right, so for uh, 500 points a piece, we got five rights. So that's uh, 2,500. Yikes. Us.
4: So we're at 10,000.
5: And we're at ten, 10 We're going to
1: break a record today.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think so.
1: All right, well, round two begins with this question. Uh, first question, round two. Some things, like the rule of law and much of the economy, only exist because we agree to believe they exist. This effect is named for what pot-fixing fairy? I-
3: I'll, I'll let them lock in, because I'm just going to go through my reasoning here. We, I, I have a really good idea.
0: I mean, we can lock in. Do you want to talk about it?
3: You can lock it in if you want. Go bold.
0: Locked in, and then we'll talk about it anyway.
3: So Colleen just uh, directed a production of Peter and the Star Catcher, which is sort of like an origin story of Peter Pan, uh, kind of like Wicked for Wizard of Oz. And um, there's a scene when Peter's getting his name. He got the name Peter, and then they needed to give him a family name. And they said Pan, and there's a joke in it that he's like, oh, I'm named after a household appliance or whatever. Um, So I'm thinking, could it either be Peter Pan, who I guess technically is not a fairy, but Tinkerbell is, is his fairy. And she's fixing a pot, and his name is Pan. So that that was my logic. I don't know if that's too far, but I've never heard of this effect. So that's why I, I thought of Tinkerbell first cuz she's That's
5: that's fine. I don't I don't there's something in the back of my head about the pot fixing reference, but I can't. Yeah. So Tinkerbell's fine.
4: Okay. I mean, the only you have to believe to get there, right? Yeah, that's where that's the
0: reference that I latched onto and said it's probably Tinkerbell and then we locked in without talking, but we said Tinkerbell.
1: It is. Tinkerbell. It used to be that tinkers were, were, were the people who fixed pots in the olden days, mm. and that's where Tinkerbell got her name because she could magically fix pots. And of course, you clap to uh, make sure she exists. So that is correct. It the is weakest Tinkerbell.
3: superpower, pot fixing. The old pot fixing superhero. <laughs> They're always busy though. They make a living. He like goes home with his suitcase, He's like ah, another day of
4: pots. Surely. What's the uh, the Japanese art of reassembling broken things, Ken? Kintsugi. Yeah.
3: Ooh.
1: So oh.
4: She's the Kintsugi superhero? Oh,
1: that sounds, I'm going to write that down. That's going to be a trivia question me somewhere.
3: That's a great uh, superhero name, too. It could just be Kintsugi the pot fixing. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So, uh, Kintsugi, um, just for your reference, is uh, they they take pottery and they uh, solder it with gold. And the idea is that you, something that's broken and then reassembled into something beautiful is greater than the original piece itself. And uh, I named one of my uh, songs Kintsugi. Many years ago. And then Death Cab for Cutie named an album
1: Kintsugi. And I was like, I'm not changing the name of that song. (laughs) Number 12. What history changing event started accidentally at a press conference when Poloboro spokesman Gunter Skabowski misunderstood a note he was discussing?
3: Taking that word, though, Poloboro, it kind of brings us to a country, though. Yes, so I'm trying to think of what history making
5: events and we know roughly what Politburo means, yeah,
3: so what country what
5: yeah, maybe, okay, we're gonna lock in with uh guests here,
4: anything,
0: oh no, nothing, <laughs> none of those words meant anything to me.
4: I feel like I'm a little out of my depths, but what uh what do you think would have started when somebody misread? A, I'm trying to remember if i if this is connecting to anything in my brain,
0: yeah, I got literally nothing. Why don't you just say something and we'll lock in.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that's not really stupid.
0: That's my life.
4: Maybe something about the Berlin Wall. I don't know. Sure. Why not?
0: Officially locked in with something about the Berlin Wall.
5: (laughs) Yeah, the Berlin Wall did come to mind for me, too. We believe that uh, Politburo uh, kind of revolves around Soviet-era communist Russia. So we're thinking Cold War type stuff. I did think about the Berlin Wall, but uh, we went with Bay of Pigs.
1: It's the Berlin Wall. It's the uh, wall Wall. Um, I loved how this worked because you were nowhere near it. Nah, damn, not the Berlin Wall. What the hell? And we were yes. totally near it and we failed. That's good because
4: yeah. Ken and I missed a question about the height of the Berlin Wall the other day. And I was very Berlin sad. Wall is me not very high. I thing. did I did talk you out of it. Apparently the height of the Berlin wall is a I on said, average I about said
5: fifteen feet, and yeah. you said uh, make it a little taller. I said I well I stood next to it.
4: All right, and then I asked you how many Kens tall it was, and you couldn't give me a good answer. I said
5: answer. about three. <laughs> so maybe you know, a little a little less than three. Right, so we went a little
3: we went a
4: little higher. It was thirteen feet, twelve It's, feet,
3: 12, it's 12, twelve feet on average, apparently. Berlin Wall, slightly longer than basketball height. <laughs>
1: Ugh. There's an interesting story about uh, this particular event, because this Paul Burrow guy got a memo. It was all communist jargon about someday we'll consider opening the Berlin Wall. And he looked at it and said, ah, Berlin Wall's open. <laughs> and by the time they realized he made a terrible mistake, t- there were too many people gathered at the wall to shoot, so they had to open it up. And wow. history changed. Communism fell, mm. Berlin Wall fell. Yeah,
3: If that happened now, you know on Twitter, someone on his account would have put that picture of uh, Will Arnett from Arrested Development. I've made a tiny, huge mistake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just knowing social media now. Yeah.
1: Number 13. Even if you lump in Clearwater and Tampa, what U.S. city is still much less populous than the European one for which it is named?
3: I know where where we're talking about here. I got it. You got it? Okay.
5: So uh, you're locked in?
4: I yes. wanted to just run it by Matt real quick, but we can we
0: can lock in. I got nothing on it.
5: Yeah, so my family does a lot of uh, used to do a lot of vacationing in Clearwater and Tampa area, mm-hmm. and uh, also in that
1: area is Saint Petersburg. Oh, Florida. right,
4: much less populous than the Russian city. Yep, we said Saint Petersburg.
1: That's exactly right, uh, in every detail. Nice
4: poll. I knew we were in Florida. I just didn't know where.
1: Got to got to hit
4: up my grandpa's condo. You know. You're golf-side people? Hmm? You're golf-side people?
5: Uh, Am I a golf-side person? No, I'm from Chicago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number 14. A little bit of a harder one here. What high-ranking company announced in 2018 that it was planning a, quote, shared universe set of movies inspired by its breakfast cereals, Count Chocula, Boo Berry, and Frankenberry? Parenthetic, I'm convinced this was a hoax. I can't imagine a shared universe set of movies about Count Jocula, Boo Berry, and Frankenberry. But even so, we want the high-ranking company that announced this in 2018. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're elected.
4: Uh, These are General Mills, aren't they? That's what I thought. Yeah. I know they're not Post, and I don't believe they're Kellogg. So, I'm going with General Mills.
5: Yep, General is a pretty uh, high
1: rank, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah, famous for the Battle of Shiloh, where he uh, fed an entire army. Uh, General Boo-berry. Mills.
1: <laughs> Booberry. <laughs> uh, it is uh, General
5: Mills. I believe the uh, ghost on Booberry is actually a Civil War ghost. Huh.
1: Slain Union I soldier. god, gangrene. Sorry. Wasn't there a fourth one based on something else? Frankenberry? Like a, a werewolf or something?
3: That there they, was a werewolf. It, it
1: didn't work and then they canceled it or some such. There
3: should know. be a werewolf serial because then you could just have the, the full moons as the marshmallow.
1: Yeah. Mm.
3: See, look at it. million dollar idea there guys. Just take it. And the uh the cereal part is cookie crisp. The yeah. milk could yep.
4: color change it into a full moon. oh
3: there you go. Oh man, we look at this. We should create cereals over here.
4: No one I eats cereal anymore. Too many carbs. That's true. That's the problem? It's
1: trash.
5: Carbs aren't the problem.
1: <laughs>
5: Those kind of carbs are the problem.
1: Our fifth question of round 2. What is the unusual weather forecast? In the title of a 1978 kids book by Ron and Judy Barrett. I got it. Yep, I got it
0: too. Is this cloudy with a chance
4: of meatballs? Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be an unusual weather forecast.
0: And if that was the book that the movie was based on, that makes sense timeline-wise, right?
4: I didn't know it was based on a book, but that makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, if it, I hope it is because I just made it up. but
4: I'm good going with it. I don't, I don't have anything else. Okay, we're going to lock in with that.
5: Yep, a sneaky, hilarious movie. Um, I don't usually go for the uh, computer animated stuff too much, but
3: uh, this movie is hilarious. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs.
1: Another 1,000 points all around.
3: Yeah, I believe that's uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, funny directors of 21 Jump Street. Uh, So it looks like we're at question five, so what's our totals here?
5: 14,500 for us. I believe you guys are at 15,000 even then, right?
3: That That is correct.
5: It's
1: close. (laughs) <laughs> uh, number six In 2019 Bianca Andreescu Became the first person from what country To win a Grand Slam event And as a hint she apologized For winning the US Open
0: You guys are locked in right? So that what you said?
1: That is correct
0: I don't remember this one um, But the clue that she apologized uh, Makes me think of a country That's always saying sorry uh, And I think it might be Canada <laughs> Okay I'm, I'm good with that. All right. We're lacking with Canada.
5: Yep. Well known for its uh, polite apologies. We went with Canada.
1: Yep. And by the way, we say sorry with an O sound because we think there's an O in the word sorry, which is why we pronounce it <laughs> that way.
4: We're crazy <laughs> okay. that
1: way. Uh, 17. Thanks to Cleveland citrus grower Julia Tuttle, what is the only major American city founded by a woman?
4: This name is familiar to me, and I can't place it. Obviously, yeah. I mean, things like Orange County come to mind if you're talking about citrus. What a,
0: yeah, I was thinking like thinking of other citrus there, items. I mean, there
4: could be a city called Orange. There's no there's no reason it couldn't be. Um like limes, lime is a citrus. Lemon. Mm-hmm. Lemon. Lemon. Cleveland. Why is Cleveland in there? Is that flavor or is that something?
0: <laughs> Maybe it is supposed to lead you to that to that area, yeah. but uh, I don't know anything about Ohio. Um, you don't know anything about Akron? I mean,
5: the Cleveland football team is the Browns, yet their helmets are orange. They're, uh, they <laughs> are.
3: <laughs> also, um,
0: it's because they were named for their owner, Paul Brown. That is great.
3: Uh, Oh, What was the name of the fairy? Remember the old mascot? Tinkerbell. No, no yeah. the little uh, oh, Brownie,
4: Brownie, the, Brownie Elf. the Elf. Oh,
3: yeah, Brownie the Elf. Yeah.
4: He's that was back. Great. He's back. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Do they still play in Paul J. Brown Stadium? Or Paul Brown Stadium or whatever.
3: Yeah. Um, By the way, Tuttle on Urban Dictionary means a short, ill tempered man who's obsessed with food. I like the bagel boss. Specific. I I don't know where that comes from, but. um...
1: Some of the arch enemy named Tuttle, probably.
3: Mm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, We get to say
0: Orange. I don't know. Orange something. Orangetown. Orangeville.
5: Okay. Orangeville? Sure. (laughs) All right, we're Bring going on with, down to uh, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going with uh, Orange County because we don't know the OC. Uh, well,
1: called? you were right. You're right to focus on the citrus growing part. It's a newer city. It's Miami, oh, Miami, wow. Florida. Wow,
3: that's a big. Si- that's great. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, hmm. uh, this will, if I'm counting correctly, be number eighteen. Mm-hmm. London's Cannonbury Square now has dozens of closed-circuit cameras trained on it Ironically, what very famous book was written there in the 1940s.
4: I have this Okay You're in yeah,
3: uh, yeah, I, I believe it would be a reference to Big Brother, which is 1984
4: Yeah, George Orwell wrote the book in uh, 1984 while he was uh, in that square and now it's basically a surveillance plaza
1: Yep, that is exactly right in 1984 so in 19, more than half the world's koalas have what? Venereal disease.
4: Uh, I think I know this, Matt, but we can talk about it.
3: I think I know this one, too. Hold on. Let me just check my medicine cabinet. Isn't that the other one? <laughs> oh, it's, it's not this one. What's the one you're thinking of? There's so, so many to choose from. It's like a,
4: it's a potpourri of I'm, venereal diseases. I'm 99% sure, Matt. Okay. Oh,
0: we can lock in, but I just really wanted to talk about venereal. Diseases. Oh, don't worry, we will.
3: <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. That that's two really good venereal diseases. So we got a. <laughs> which one? Which one do you prefer to have? Uh, I As an well, answer? the first one I prefer Let's to go have with the first one. Okay, well, there is enough treatment that it'll go away pretty quick. So okay, okay.
4: so I'm pretty sure it's chlamydia. The reason mm. I say that is because there was a bit about John Oliver's name being assigned to a um koala research like chlamydia ward. On um, last week tonight, not that long ago, so I feel like it's chlamydia.
3: That's why I wrote. That's why I wrote. I couldn't remember why. And when he said it, uh, yeah, we we also wrote down uh, chlamydia. And uh, if I ever have a daughter, I'm gonna name her chlamydia. <laughs> Stay away, boys, <laughs> or, or or girls.
1: She'll be grateful for that. I'm sure. Uh, it is chlamydia. Yeah, and that whole bit involved Russell Crowe who, as we just learned, is actually from New Zealand. So,
4: yeah, the, was that the Russell Crowe jockstrap from? From
3: Gladiator, bit? Mystery Alaska.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is number twenty, our last question before the end game. In Washington State, you're going to find a sign reading, "Quote: Welcome to Aberdeen. Come as you are." This is in honor of what rock star who grew up in Aberdeen?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
1: we're
3: I think, good, Matt.
4: You're locked in. Yeah, we can. I think so. Come
3: as you are is probably Kurt Cobain, right? Isn't that uh, Nirvana? Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, so we'll lock in with uh, Curtis Cobain, Yeah, or Kurt Cobain officially. I don't know we if his name's it. actually Curtis. It, I don't joke. think it is. Um,
4: but yeah, I was thinking um, they're out of Seattle, I think, as a band, so we said Kurt Cobain.
1: It is Kurt Cobain. The ironic part is he hated Aberdeen a lot.
0: Mm.
5: All right, so it looks like uh, after all is said and done, we have uh, 18,500, uh, 18, and you guys have 19,000. So it's going to be close.
3: When did they overtake us? Was that was it the Politburo?
5: It was yeah, it was that. Yeah.
4: Something
0: about the Berlin Wall.
5: <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievably bad luck. I it mean, is. look,
4: we flipped a coin twice on uh, Friday the thirteenth, which we maybe should have gotten, and uh, Jackie Chan Bruce Lee. So
5: you know what? If you shoot those those pucks
4: at the net, sometimes they go in. That's right. That's right. Just um, need,
5: we just need a lucky bounce here in this uh
4: this final round. I'm glad you like the high highest variance sport uh skill wise in the big four, Ken.
3: So what are our final categories there, Paul?
1: Your final categories are questions with clues in them, smug agendas for board games, more like a quote-unquote pimp-dressed man, that darn penis, and unsurprising media bias. These are all questions we did in the Ottawa Trivia League, so it's a little bit different here. Uh, right. So mm. so we we can
5: wager up to
1: three thousand points.
5: That's correct. No, no.
4: thirty thousand. Th- no. No. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Up to three right. three thousand yeah. per yeah. Uh,
3: so <laughs> so while we figure out math and more importantly our wagers, uh, while we're doing that, Jeff, uh, why don't we talk just a little bit about Patreon and to plug our YouTube channel? If you've watched all of Bloodsport, if you haven't started Bloodsport. Um, All the video episodes are there for season two, which will be done by the time this comes out. Yep. Uh, so you will know who the winner is, but we won't say it uh, just because I don't think Paul's watched it. So maybe we'll just keep it a secret here. But um, why don't you talk a little bit about Patreon and how Bloodsport was possible and, and how people can get in touch with us and get involved in supporting the show?
4: Yeah. For those of you who've only listened to the audio only version of Bloodsport, I hope you are enjoying it. But if you have the time um, to watch the video version, I'm going to say Neil has put in an incredible amount of work. Um, It's really good. Um, the graphics are excellent. Um, I'm really impressed with what we were able to do with it this season. We went above and beyond over last year. So if you have time to watch Bloodsport, check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, it's a real treat. Um, that was only possible via the support we get on Patreon, so we're really appreciative of that. That's obviously why we highlighted patrons only for Bloodsport. Um, if it's possible we're going to be doing another one soon, it's going to be the same deal. We're going to be pulling names from our patrons um, to show support and appreciation for what they do for us. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do so patreon.com slash that's it. And Bloodsport Thank does
5: you. have full frontal
3: nudity. Anyway. <laughs> it's the outlaw king so of, uh, of trivia
4: competitions.
0: But you have to you have to watch all the way to the end of the video. Yes. Yes.
3: Neil
4: only goes Neil only goes full back, although
3: <laughs> the final episode, as Jeff said, I I just am hosting. Yeah, just from my my back facing camera, just completely naked. Right. It's like so. a reverse of that D'Angelo video. Yeah, right. And that's why question four is called that darn penis because you just don't see it
1: yeah there we go there we go and uh
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we finish off blood sport
5: by playing the fun game whose dong is it
1: <laughs> <sighs>
5: i think you meant to say dongle for our iphones right yeah yeah so both teams are, are all in on this uh, final round so let's see how it goes
1: exciting uh questions with clues in them Now, how's that for a title for a category, right? So uh, first question, it was probably all the small things that finally wrecked what band with the departure of Tom DeLonge in 2005? Second one, smug agendas for board games. One game released a socialism edition, subtitled Winning is for Capitalists, which involved a community fund into which all players must contribute, rampant bankruptcies, and nothing getting done. Our third one, more like a pimp-dressed man. Clean shirt, new shoes, silk suit, black tie, gold watch, diamond ring, cuffling, stick pin, top coat, top hat, black shades, white gloves. What band believes somehow this is how a sharp-dressed man dresses? That darn penis. Japanese athlete Hiroki Ojita was eliminated from what event at the Rio Olympics thanks to his penis getting in the way? And our fifth one, unsurprising media bias. In a story that the media did not cover much, a survey from Lalo UK found that farmers had the most sex. People with occupation had the least sex.
0: Podcast
1: hosts. (laughs) Actually, when we did the question of the trivia league, half my host joked, the answer is not trivia hosts.
5: (laughs) All right, well, we'll mull these over and then we'll be back. Okay, so with both teams wagering 3,000 points on every question, uh, everybody's locked in. So let's get the questions one more time. We'll give our answers. See how it all shakes
1: out. All right, questions with clues in them. It was probably all the small things that finally wrecked what band with the departure of Tom DeLonge in 05?
5: Yeah, as we were saying, uh, some would mark it as as a blessing in disguise because we're big fans of Matt Skiba. And we said Blink-182.
4: Yeah, uh, we know Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio took over uh, recently, and so we know this is Blink-182.
1: Absolutely, Blink-182. Our second one, Smug Agendas for Board Games, what game releases socialism edition, subtitled Winning is for Capitalists, which involved a community fund into which all players must contribute, rampant bankruptcies, and nothing getting done.
5: Yeah, the uh, the game that comes to mind that just doesn't really work if you play it in a socialism style is Monopoly.
0: Uh, yeah, we were thinking the same thing. Uh, we said Monopoly.
1: Yep, no, it's two for two. That is Monopoly. More like a pimp dress, man. Silk, clean shirt, new shoes, silk suit, black tie, gold watch, diamond rings, coupling, stick pen, top coat, top hat, black shades, white gloves. What band believes somehow that this is how a sharp dressed man dresses? This is a song that I hate. Uh, ZZ Top.
4: Um, I am much more a fan of the bright chrome shades, but we said ZZ Top.
1: Yeah, or as we call them in Canada, ZZ Top. (laughs) That darn penis. Japanese athlete Hiroki Ojita was eliminated from what event at the Rio Olympics, thanks to his penis getting in the way.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
5: Please let us know if you need us to be more specific, but we put uh, gymnastics.
0: Um, I think that this is where he went up and he was just about to clear the pole um, and then something tapped it pole falls down, he gets disqualified. We said pole vaulting,
1: it is pole vaulting. Ooh. That's your quintessential good news, bad news situation. <laughs> the bad news, you lost the Olympics. The good news, your penis is so big <laughs> that they can cross you to the pole <laughs> middle.
3: The truest, truest
4: version of pole vault. Don't vaulting. you
5: go over the pole vault, uh, backwards though?
4: No, high jump, you do,
5: you don't, yeah,
1: you don't go over. No, I think the Fosbury flop is where you're going over your back, and that's the high jump. Mm. And I think they just sort of put the pole in and go However over. However they end up over him. Oh, because okay. oh,
3: he, he would go up, and then he would spin going. Yeah, you turn
0: you know, on the way down. Penis forward, kind of. Got it.
1: Although yeah. this story is even better if they do go over the back, and it still <laughs> out the way. Yeah, we thought we thought he was
3: on the pommel horse, and he kept turkey tapping himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, not, when he said it, I was like, yeah, that's right. It was pole vaulting.
1: And finally, unsurprising media bias. And the story of the media did not cover much. A survey from Lilo UK found that farmers had the most sex. People with occupation have the least sex.
5: Well, we said since it's a media bias and they didn't cover it much, we said journalists.
1: Yeah,
4: I remember reading this story and thinking, um, what's what's good at killing sexual arousal? Uh, Having no time and being depressed. And who's good at that lately? Journalists. So we said journalists.
1: And having no money, too. So, yes, it is journalist. <laughs> all right.
5: So, uh, it came down to one question. It was the, was the penis question. It was. It was. It all hinged on that penis. Uh, we had a respectable 27,500, Neil. Yeah, it's our greatest score ever. It's kind of a blessing in disguise that we lost. So, so now we can do our impressions, I guess. Right? Yes, that'll be fun. All that right. actually
4: kind of makes me happy in a perverse way.
5: And uh, with 34,000 points today's cream of the crap is the evergreens
2: unjustifiably in a position that i'd rather not be in but the cream will rise to the top oh yeah
4: i'm never going to allow a 10x multiplier on anything ever again (laughs) i'm keeping this highest ever score all right good job guys you're the cream of the crap uh
3: paul uh thank you very much once again for uh, a very fun game and uh where can people Find uh, Smarty Pants Monthly and join up and, and follow all the great things you're doing.
1: So, triviahallofame.com. We also have uh, daily games on there, too, by the way. So, triviahallofame.com, you look for the Smarty Pants link, uh, you sign up there, and you'll get it sent to your email inbox once a month and pay what you want. That's wonderful.
3: Uh, well, thank you very much for hosting the game. Anything else you'd like to plug? Anywhere you're going to be? Any special games you're uh, hosting?
1: If you're ever in Ottawa, come check out the Ottawa trivia League, I guess. Uh, which is something that uh, that we do, uh, and uh, I'll look look forward to seeing you guys at uh, Geek Bowl in Chicago. Ah, uh, uh, yes, sounds
3: great. Yeah, we will. We'll have to go out and uh, paint paint the town red. I guess is the phrase, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm gonna maybe... paint it black. Paint it black. Yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, well, thank you very much, Paul, for joining us today. Matt, thank you as always for uh, getting out of bed, joining us in L.A. Thank you to Ken and Jeff, and uh, be on the lookout for a reading of famous poems and different impressions every line, and we'll see if you guys can guess, hopefully, who we're trying to impersonate. Uh, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality.
5: This is going to be real deep, but I, I bumped into uh, Nicole Kidman one time. She started describing this uh, this sailor that she saw one time to me right. in vivid detail about how she wanted to have sex with him. Right. I don't know what that was all about, but uh, kind of upset me made you upset yeah i went out that night and i just had a crazy sexual ramp (laughs) that's a deep reference that's good though eyes wide shut yeah we get it (laughs) yeah